Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Have a seat, grab a napkin, a fork, and a knife, because you all are about to be served some... Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you from the recording studio built here in my home, just outside of Orlando, Florida. Yeah, that's right, we're here. All right, and on this week's show in uh, Pipe Parts, going to continue the tour of my collection with the uh, with what I call the, uh, the the workhorse pipes, and we'll talk more about that when we get there. My guest is uh, John David Cole. We get the news from the Country Squire, and you'll also hear that this was the, the last interview that I recorded before we made the move, so that's uh, North Carolina in the interview, and then, yeah, we're down here in Florida. Uh, music because of events of the day and uh, mailbag and rant all that coming up on this week's episode of the pipes magazine radio show um and uh yes we are we are down here in florida officially been down here now for two weeks been in the house for about 10 days and still getting settled and settled and settled uh, the fun part is, is that uh, with the move down here, I packed up my uh, I packed my pipes and carried them in a suitcase, and I packed my more vintage tobacco, the the, the tins that I didn't want the movers to deal with. Um, but the fun part is, as we as I've been unpacking, I found tobacco that I had kind of forgotten about or didn't remember having, and kind of set off to the side in different places. And uh, now in the new house, I've got one. Uh, I've got one. What's supposed to be a linen closet, but it's one linen closet now that is the primary tobacco storage place. So I'm able to see them better. And I'm looking around at all these tobaccos and going, "Ooh, that's going to be fun. Oh, that's going to be good. Oh, wait, I need to finish unpacking before I start opening up tins and getting stuff settled." So. Yeah, so I'm working through some stuff. But anyway, it's been kind of fun because I've had a chance to, uh, you know, look at some stuff that might have been in the back of a cabinet or buried in a shelf that I didn't pay any attention to. So uh, one of the benefits to moving is that you get to look at and touch all your stuff again and see what all kinds of stuff you've got. Um, And we got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. So it was one full moving truck just to get us down here from... uh, North Carolina from 33 years of marriage and you know, an accumulation of a lot of stuff. So uh, that's why we're still, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're still plugging away. Um, as of this moment, we have nothing hanging on the walls yet because that's, in, in my book, that's the last thing you do is you put up stuff on the walls once you get settled in. So there you go. All right, let's get the show rolling. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? 
are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack, inspect, and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And for Pipe Parts, we're continuing the tour of my uh, pipe collection. And I, uh, uh, we posted a picture on the uh, Pipes Magazine radio show page on uh, Pipes Magazine of these seven pipes that I'm going to talk about now. Uh, so they're all made by Jody Davis. And he's been on the show three, four, five times. So you can go back and listen to shows, you know, with him to, to get his backstory and everything, but starting on the far right and working our way to the left. The first one is a, uh, it's, this is the origin of this collection or seven pipes. Uh, this is a, it's a very, it's a, it's a compact billiard. It's about four and uh, four and a half, four and three quarter inches. This one was made in 2001, back when Jody was using the Princeton name. Uh, it's his introductory grade fryer for the sandblast. And this is also the pipe that you've heard me talk to uh, Chuck, uh, talk with Chuck Stanion about, because this is a pipe that uh, we both saw at a Chicago pipe show probably in uh, 2013 or 14 and had it you know bought it as an estate maybe it was 2012 uh somewhere around there anyway we both saw it and it was available as an estate pipe and i went back and bought it and i beat chuck back there and he was always mad at me for it uh this little black sandblasted billiard became one of my two everyday travel pipes going out anywhere pipes and the reason why is because it, you know it just handles multiple bowls a day. So this pipe actually started this six pipe or the seven pipe collection, uh, and they're all in that four and a half to five inch long length. They're all saddle bits. There's what five billiards and then two Dublins, and going up from the from the black sandblast is a, a smooth cardinal grade that's uh uh from his from jody's princeton days it's actually a bishop grade uh and again i wanted a smooth and this one came available on the estate market so the this one was made back in 01 as well so they're kind of the those are the two oldest and the twins to in size and shape um and that one gets saved mainly for virginia's now and then we get to the la the second of the smooths, and that was the last one that I commissioned from Jody. And I told Jody, I said, Jody, I've got all these workhorse pipes, uh, the, these workhorse billiard shape or billiard size pipes, 
And you know what? I want something that's a smooth and I want a great grain on it. So that's what he made. Uh, that is his highest grade. It's a saint grade. I guess he's got one little, a little bit higher. It's a halo saint. Um, and again, it's a little bit. Now, when we get into these newer ones, they're a little bit bigger bowl size than the first two. And that's because Jody's gone to a little bit more, uh, uh, a little bit more bowl capacity, a little bit more chunky styling. And I like the little bit chunkier because that makes them a little more tolerant to overheating. Uh, the next one going up from right to left is a black sandblast. And this is actually the, <laughs> this is actually the one that started the, uh, the, the, that started the idea of getting a, a group of these because I told Jody, I said, Jody, my first, the original black one is going to wear out eventually make me one just like it, you know, same, same basic dimensions. And this is it with his modern take. So this one now is the one that ends up traveling with me more because yeah, it's a little bit chunkier, a little, a little bit more bowl capacity um, and newer. So it doesn't have nearly as many bowls through it. Uh, and then going to, again, going to the left, there's a red version. And that red version came after the, uh, uh, this one got picked up as an estate. And I wanted this one because... At that point, I was dealing with you know just black stuff, <laughs> black and and uh, and one smooth, um, and then the Dublins again were uh, were were picked up as estates, and this was during the time when Jody was making pipes full time, so he was pushing out a lot more traditional shapes, um, both of them a little bit bigger tobacco chambers than what I normally smoke. But, you know, when you want, uh, this is what I consider to be like a, a group five or group five and a half tobacco chamber. So it's a good compact size with a larger bowl. Makes it easier for, uh, you know, for sitting, sitting at a, with a movie or something for an extended period of time instead of just that standard one and a half by uh, three quarter inch tobacco chamber. These are like 0.8 by 1.75. So you get a little bit more, uh, get a little bit more oomph to it. Uh, but again, so there's the seven pipes in the, uh, the, the J Davis fine pipes workhorse collection, those seven, along with a couple others that I'll talk about in upcoming shows, uh, out of the, those seven, I mean, they get smoked more frequently than, than a lot of the other pipes, including a lot of my Sato's, which I'll talk about in future shows, but they're just good, solid, durable, tolerant to a lot of abuse smoking pipes, and that's why they're called the uh, workhorses. So there you go. All right, comments, questions, email me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at PipesMagazine.com. And in just a moment, my discussion with uh, the Country Squire's John David Cole. This is Internet Radio. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. 
They're a way to help you make your mark. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining us from the Country Squire online and the former uh, Country Squire podcast is uh, the one and only the proprietor, the, uh, the the chief magic maker behind the news. What, what do you call him? Southern uh, Southern Fantasy Series, which I thought that's might, exactly right. Yeah, I thought that might have been a billboard off the side of a highway somewhere, but uh <laughs> John David Cole, welcome back to the Pipes oh, Magazine radio show. Oh, uh, dude, thank you for having me. Yeah, man, I, f- I feel like getting picked on for about an hour, so I, I thought I'd just come on here and hang out with you. <laughs> well, yeah, no. What's going on, man? You uh, you look like you're doing okay. You're you're about to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, just a, in honor of Bo York, let me pull the curtain back a little bit and show you how the right. sausage is made. See if Bo <laughs> listens and he screams at me by text. Right, um, right. You hold the honor of being the last guest that I have ever recorded in the state of North Carolina yeah. uh, before the move. And by the time this comes out, if we're not settled into that house and comfortable, <laughs> this will be the last show ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if your wife hadn't killed you yet. <laughs> so you got it. <laughs> yeah, moving's terrible, man. I, You know, it's right up there. I'd, I'd rather have a root canal than move. I really yeah. would. I mean, I just, I hate moving. I really hate it. Can um, I can I tell you a funny God bless you man. Thanks. You know, it'd be nice <laughs> if he could just part the water and let the stuff walk there magically, but apparently that magic was Old Testament, so uh, I think I I think that just happened once. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously this has come out this, this is coming out long after we made the move, but I'm going to tell y'all a little secret. Yeah. Uh, she was worried about all the old pictures of the family and the family memorabilia and stuff. I was worried about my pipes and the most and the more prized tins of vintage tobacco that I've got and <laughs> like all these like priceless Fabergé eggs that y'all have to move like you know these like you know your fancy china and you know these precious mementos from you know lineage past and yeah. you know you're you're worried about your uh you know you're worried about about all that red ribbon you got scored away. <laughs> I, I am yes, I am worried about that, and the uh, and the microphones and the laptop are traveling with me in the car. Not you know because I, I don't want them to get banged up. So not I, not to be touched by uh, hourly employees that are uh, you know just waiting on their next uh, smoke break. Yeah, apparently <laughs> I have my priorities right. So anyway. Um, Last time you were on the podcast here, yeah, uh, we were going into it was pre Thanksgiving. Uh, has it been that long? Man, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, gosh, so yeah. much has happened since then. Yeah, yeah. You, usually after people talk to me, they want to take a year off, but you, you got you got two and a half months or something. <laughs> Glutton for punishment, my friend. Yeah. Just come come back for more every time. Yeah. Uh, so how was how was uh, how was Christmas at the old dusty old uh, country squire? Yeah, the 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 dusty old smoke shop, man. It was great. We had a, a huge Christmas. You know, honestly, it started kind of early this year. Like, um, you know, as far as just retail sales and stuff, man, pipe smokers got fired up early. I mean, we, you know, really early November, it kind of we saw an uptick in, um, in our traffic. And, um, man, uh, November was the biggest month we've ever had in in history. And wow. Um, it, it, seriously, I mean, it, it just it just was, and um, uh, you know, it, it so folks got so started early. They were just buying pipes and tobaccos and um, um lots of accessories this year. Lots of high end lighters. I can't tell you how many we, 
uh, I am Corona lighters we sold this year. Just um, it's like people were buying them like they were, you know, going to go extinct or something. <laughs> it was really amazing. But so, um, yeah. So you, uh, and, you and Bo do a show for 500 episodes. Then you kill it in March. Then you come on my show every other month for a couple of months, you know, for half a that's year. That's when our sales go up. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had the biggest month ever in the history. Of the, I'm, I'm just trying to. Yeah. So basically, if you're connecting dots, like podcasting is bad for business is what you're really saying. Full you know? time. Yeah. Yeah. Full, full time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, yeah. it, it was great, man. We had we, we crushed it. It was a lot of fun. And um, it seems like if I'm remembering the calendar right, it seems like, um, you know, Thanksgiving hit maybe a little like a little early this year or something. Yeah. So like we had, yeah, yeah. It was like a week, you know, we had a week in November after Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so that week, this, this November was just a monster. And then, um, you know, we are gluttons for punishment. And so we scheduled a, a big cigar event, um, the first week in November. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. December. And then we had our annual pipe night and slow smoke competition a few days after that. Um, <laughs> and then I had to do like a cigar bar at some some event, some fundraiser for some cause around here. We get hired by these folks to come do little dog and pony show, you know, things. Yeah. And so we did that. And then, of course, Christmas, which is, you know, just wide open. Um, and then it, it being in the premium tobacco industry, we get it again for new year's right? right it doesn't stop at christmas it just keeps going people are like well christmas was fun but now i gotta figure out what i'm gonna smoke for uh for new year's and we had people coming to buy their 2024 pipe or their uh you know whatever tin they were going to smoke through um you know and uh obviously a lot of you know real fancy cigars and all that kind of stuff and um and then the following week and th this is what you know where we really uh just lean into the whole like um you know self-defeating kind of <laughs> kind of stuff but we every year on uh, jrr tolkien's birthday uh we've done our annual fantasy sale and so um you know this we've renamed our fantasy series fantasy south uh you know and and so we had our uh fantasy sale um uh on in jrr tolkien's birthday which is january 3rd and so we just i mean <laughs> it, it was just i mean it's really awful like it's really it, does, it doesn't make i mean if you have any kind of desire to have a stable family relationship, any kind of, you know, healthy living or, you know, routines, um, yeah, forget it, re regular diet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's all out the door, man. Like yeah. I, I, I even had, I just, you know, I, I mean, it, it, it's kind of funny. Like, um, it, I don't really share stuff like this, I guess, super often, but it's like, you know, I had, had a couple buddies at church and they were like, Hey, you know, it's, it's, um, it's Advent season and we thought about getting together and maybe doing some fasting and like, um, you know, regular praying kind of as we get, you know, as we're looking, we're looking towards Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And I just started laughing and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I, I mean, I, it, as much as that sounds like a, like a precious thing to do, I'm sure I would grow if I did that and it'd be good for my, my heart. Like I, I literally am just eating like out of the bottom of a, of a McDonald's bag every day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is the worst diet 
ever. I mean, it just like it, December kills me. It just and 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 January. It's uh, it, it's it's a beast. It is. <laughs> did you did you tell them that you can do that? You can do your Advent in July when you're starving because sales are so slow because it's so hot outside. Everybody's just kind of melted See, to the road. That's what. That's a good. That's a good point. That's when you do your. You know all your heavy duty uh, spiritual stuff is uh, <laughs> it's yeah. in July when everyone's like uh, you know melting and doesn't feel like doing anything anyway. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this: if you so you had you had a big ramp up in November, did you have to did yep. you then go back and have to reorder stuff that you were thinking was going to be around for Christmas and and do a you know, and do another run of ordering? Yeah, you know we we actually had planned it out pretty good. I had. Um, I had bought so many pipes earlier in the year, and we had a pretty good backlog of pipes. I mean, we we had so many pipes, and you know, a small operation like uh, I say small, we're growing, but you know, we're still you know not a big warehouse company or anything. But you know, with an operation our size, like we had, we had a backlog of pipes, you know, that we weren't unable to get on our website just because we couldn't get them photographed quick enough. You know what I mean? That that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so um, it was. It actually worked out pretty nice. Like we had a steady clip of inventory kind of uh, waiting in the wings, and um, it, it was. Uh, it worked out good, man. You know, uh, it, you and I. We did an episode uh, a few months ago about um, you know purchasing stuff at the big uh, you know cigar and pipe convention in Las Vegas that yeah. you know is once a year, and um, you know we'd done a lot of you know kind of planning on that, and so um, yeah, I mean we were loaded up on Vowens and. Uh, Nordings and Chacombs and um, I mean, gosh, Savinelli's and you name it. I mean, we just we bought yeah. a ton of Briarworks. Man, we sold some Briarworks and some Moonshines this go around. It was uh, <laughs> it was really neat, man. I, I I feel like we have a um, I feel like we should open like a subsidiary Briarworks like kiosk or something. I, I don't know. Like we, we just, we have sold so many briar work, which is great, man. I love, love Pete and those guys and, and proud to support them. So, um, yeah, it was cool. It was made, really cool. Made in the South, sold in the South. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, you know, if you, yeah. So, uh, it, it was neat. We, you know, and some tobaccos of course came out, you know, uh, that time of year too, we had uh Kringle flake that, uh, debuted and that you know sold like wildfire. It, I, I was a little surprised by Kringle Flake actually this year. Of course, Sutliff, you know they come out with that and it's Virginia based. And um, it, you know in the in the past year or so, that tobacco has sold a little. Like people weren't as excited about that particular tobacco, but this yeah. year for whatever reason, like man, it just it blew out of the gate. Um, and that was uh, that was really neat. I thought it was pretty good stuff. So I mean, I you know I was. I was proud that it, um, you know, that it got out there, but I blame um, me. We also, what's I, that now? I blame me for that. Cause I talked about the 2020 edition twice on the show before Christmas. Yeah. 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 And I'm really going to regret the fact that I didn't get any of the 2023 edition because I've, I've heard that it's really good, but I was like, I don't want to buy a whole bunch of tobacco just to have to pack it up and move it again. And <laughs> Yeah, we're spending money on move stuff, and uh, so I didn't. So I hope it's wonderful, and I missed it. And well, and I remember a year ago or so, you actually did an episode where you, I think you took like maybe didn't you take Kringle Flat? You took some product from Sutliff, if I can't remember. You did like a three year comparison, maybe like a twenty twenty one twenty two or nineteen twenty twenty. I can't remember if that was Kringle Flake or if that was some other uh, limited edition. Maybe it was. 
I don't know. Maybe it was one of Cornell and Deal's things, but I don't anyway. listen to myself. What do you expect? I, I wouldn't. Know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, you, you you get pretty annoying at times. So well, imagine living <laughs> inside this. All right, hey, we're gonna we're gonna take a break right here. When we come back, uh, John David will abuse me some more, but then we're gonna talk about packing a pipe. So stay with us. We'll be back in just Ooh. a minute. Hi. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product, from special releases like our small batch line, to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. We're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, getting the uh, getting the news from the Country Squire, because that's what I was going to call this segment a long time ago. The news from the Country Squire. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you, you so before the break, you said something that, that kind of piqued my interest because you said you were selling a lot of Vowens and those are all yeah. those are all filter pipes. I mean, they they are nine millimeter filter pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, you know, we we do have a lot of folks that request the converter to go with them and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we sell the converters and, um, you know, and, uh, some of the pipes even come with them, but, um, they are filtered pipes. Yeah. I, you know, we see more and more folks embracing the, the nine millimeter on this side of the pond over here. Um, which I, I or at least if they're not embracing it, they're not, um, averse to it. I mean, gosh, yeah. they're still, you know, still, still smoking them. And so, and, uh, you know, a lot of those people, I think, uh, will try the filter for a little bit and if they don't like it, they'll just, they'll just throw it out. So. Do, yep. you, do you think somehow they think that that filter means so oh, it's less less um, uh, less harming to them, like un, le, more less unhealthy or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I, I think people go into it thinking that you know, and I, I have to explain to them like you know, well, I mean, it, it, what I always say like it, whatever helps you sleep at night, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like if that makes you feel better about it and smoke your pipe, eh, go for it. But, you know, I mean, really the filter, I mean, with, with a pipe, you're, you're filtering moisture is what you're doing. Right? right. I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're still getting, you know, the effects of tobacco. I mean, it's, you know, you might be filtering some of those carcinogens out, but you know, it, it, at the end of the day, you're still getting the tobacco smoke in your mouth. What you're, what you're really doing with a filter uh, on a pipe is you're, you know, getting rid of some of that moisture. And that moisture, anytime you have a wet smoke, you have a hot smoke. And so, right. you know, how do we smoke? How do we cool the smoke down? Well, you smoke good tobacco. You learn how to smoke it properly. And then some people on top of that choose to use a filter. And um, and that's a that's a good that's a good smoke, you know. Um, yeah. And and the two big filtered brands that you sell are are Savinelli with the six millimeter balsas, and then the, and now yep. and Valens with their nine millimeter and the little carbon yeah, stuff. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually sell uh, most of the filters we sell in the shop are actually uh, 
the the Savinelli filters, of course, the six millimeter balsa filters. Mm-hmm. But then um, we do a lot of the Chacombe filters, the Chacombe uh, okay. nine millimeter filters. And of course, you know, you're seeing more and more Chacombe slipping those nine millimeter uh, tenons into a pipe as well now. And so um, they'll kind of come, you know, it, it, it used to be rare you'd see one, but they're more and more you'll open those Chacombes up when you get them from the factory or, or from Arango and um, yeah, you'll open them up, check the tenons out and, ah, it's a filtered pipe. And, yeah. you know, we're seeing, we're seeing that kind of tick up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Christmas has come and gone and I'm, I'm assuming that a handful of people got new pipes for, you know, for Christmas from the, uh, from, from, uh, from your establishment. How do you suggest, or how do you train people on how to break in a pipe? It's always the most magical part about being a pipe <laughs> retailer, right? Because you get to you get to onboard someone like into the whole, you know, pipe experience and the community that we have and everything. Of course, like <laughs> you kind of like you kind of got to dial it back a little bit because I get so excited. I want to like be the guy that's like, oh, you're going to love it and you need to listen to all these podcasts and you need to, to, to read about these kind of Virginias and you need to, you know, study about Perique and Latakia and, you know, ah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the difference between Algerian Briar and Italian Briar and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And have I ever told you about Eric Nording? And uh, <laughs> and before you know it, they've like put their pipe in the trash and gone straight to the, uh, you know, insane asylum. <laughs> yeah. They just can't. It's like, man, that redneck down there really loves pipes. I think we ought to call the paddy wagon to come pick <laughs> up but <laughs> it uh you know it, it's a lot of fun though so once i you know i, I kind of get in the right mindset um i love uh helping people with the pipe really the the main thing up front is just the mechanics of it you know like and and, and even then like really just knowing the dna of what you've got here i have to mm-hmm. explain to people this is what a, this is what a pipe cleaner does it's it's actually for cleaning pipes uh you know people buy a tamper thinking they are just using the tamper to to load the tobacco into their pipe. They don't know that they're supposed to use it after they light their pipe. We see that <laughs> all the time. Um, you know, oh, you're supposed to use it after you light your pipe? Well, I'll be damned, you know? <laughs> um, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, kind of just why we use briar pipes and why that's important and how to care for it and that kind of stuff. But then, of course, the big one is after you've picked out a, a good tobacco to smoke uh, is – um, you know, how to, how to load your pipe up and, uh, how to, you know, how to go through the lighting process. And, um, you know, I've evolved on this over, over the years. Uh, you know, I, I generally used to be a, um, you know, a three pinch method kind of guy. And I still am for the most part, I guess, but, you know, loose on the bottom, tight on the top, uh, three pinches and, you know, the old, uh, you know, you can't say this kind of thing anymore, but the old, uh, you know, look, child's handshake and lady's handshake and grown man handshake and whatever it is, you know, you, um, with the, (laughs) with their pressure on there. Um, but, uh, you know, now what I've found is I just kind of gently, uh, load my pipe up more on the bottom. I don't necessarily do the old man's scoop method, like in the bag, you know? Um, but you know, I, I do find myself more just kind of loading my pipe up and making sure the tobacco on the bottom is just loose and then kind of, uh, gently cramming it in on the top, and that seems to work good for me. You know, so, um, so you and, don't you don't you tell know, a you don't tell a brand new pipe smoker uh, with your brand new pipe uh, load the bottom half of the bowl and smoke that ten times, and then come back and load the top half of the bowl. You know, load the bowl full and smoke that ten times so that you get an even cake, perfectly magical all the way up. 
It depends on who I'm talking to. Uh-oh. But generally, generally, honestly, no, I don't do that. I, you know, I, I used to do that. I used to say, well, you know, to break this pipe in, you need to, um, you, you know, make sure you're, uh, you know, smoking it, you know, filling it up only halfway and then smoking it all the way to the bottom. And and I still, I, I will say I do that. Eh, yeah, I, I still do that. I mean, I still yeah. tell people, look, those first several smokes, you kind of need to build that carbon layer up on the bottom. But I don't emphasize that as much. And I think, I think maybe the reason for that is most of our pipe smokers that come in nowadays are they're entering into it wanting it to be just a real casual thing. You right. know what I mean? Like I, I'm not. I don't. We don't have as many guys coming in there just pounding their pipes. You know, and um. You know, I, th- I think that's where you get in trouble is putting all those miles on a pipe when it's not, you know, when it's not really seasoned well uh, to be able to maintain, you know, take that heat and, um, you know, all that that wear. Um, so, but yeah, you know, I, I have noticed actually just I've never really thought about it until we sit here on air um, kind of processing that. I've um, yeah, I think I've deep I've I've stopped emphasizing that as much because um, a lot of these guys, you know, you say, OK, hey, you know, load it up you know, smoke it to the bottom, you know, five or 10 times before you, um, you know, are halfway up and then do that. And, you know, a, a lot of these guys, they're going to smoke their pipe, you know, once or twice a week. And that's, yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't know. So it's just, it's just, it's funny how the markets change, you know? Do you think it has anything to do with maybe the, the manufacturers, the, the pipe makers or the pipe brands are getting better at curing the briar and making sure that, you know, cause I, I mean, I would imagine back in the day, you know, you you go down to the go down to the drugstore and get a pipe that might that wood might have been in the ground six months ago. Yeah. Well, that's true. You know, yeah, <laughs> wood was yeah something they got at uh, Home Depot if it existed back then. But yeah, I I don't know. I, I I I'd like to say no because I mean, gosh, it seems like pipes. Um, you know, some of the glory days of pipe manufacturing and therefore probably harvesting and curing and, you know, grading the, you know, different levels of briar and everything mm-hmm. is, you know, maybe in the past, I'm not sure, but, um, you know, but, but, but maybe I, I think, I think just the, the main, th- you probably don't see as many burnouts anymore yeah, because the nature of the pipe smoker, you know, we, we've talked right. about this. You just don't have those. I mean, people my age are not buying three pounds of one Q a month. No. You know what I mean? Uh-uh. They're just not. They're just not doing it. They're buying right. they they're they're buying, you know, they're one ten of, you know, GLP's Westminster. And they're that that might last them two or three months. And they might yeah. swap it in and out with, you know, something they love from, you know, Cornell and Deal or STG or, you know, Sutliff or whatever. Um or the Country Squire, you know, or, and that, or that some... might last them Quite a while, or, or some old fifty-one hundred left over that somebody at the Country Squire blended for another podcast that's not this one. <clears throat> we did that. Yeah, that was I, really cool. You don't man. think and you, you don't think I listen, huh? Do you? Huh? No, I, no, I just. Huh? I mean, you're you're an old man. You you don't huh? even know how to work this stuff. You just get on the mic and talk, and someone else edits it magically. Yeah. <laughs> some magic, ma- magically, some little elves come in and make this that's all right. into digibits or something, whatever those are. Yeah. Yeah. Speak, speaking of that, it was really neat, uh, and I, I can take zero credit for that at all. That was, um, you know, Quinn Crawford uh, yeah. at Magnolia Piper, who works uh, for us here at the Squire. He um, is um, just so talented, and he worked with uh, Adam and Nick over at 
get piped to to make yeah. a blend for their 100th episode man it was a big hit so yeah really really proud of those guys they collaborated on it and uh, and it was a it was it was awesome we were just really honored to be associated with that so. and my response was wait i was there at the country squire last march and i didn't go digging in the back room or in the corners what the heck's wrong with me <laughs> Dang. Oh, right. You should have known to do that. <laughs> I mean, that that could have been at least, you know, you know, 60, 70 ounces of 5,100 in a corner somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do you tell pipe smokers to approach a pipe differently if it's a virgin bowl or if it's or if it's coated with something? Yeah. You know, that that does come out. I yeah. You know, I think. um Anytime I do see a, a, you know, if they've selected a pipe for their brand, their first pipe uh, that does have a virgin bowl, you know, I will tell them, uh, you know, that kind of cues me into to let them know like, hey, you need to, you need to kind of go easy on this at first, you know, um, you know, but having said that, I, you know, for whatever reason, just don't emphasize it as much. Once we get into, hey, you know, this is a real pipe smoker, someone that's, in, you know, um, you know, really gotten into it and uh, is very serious about it, then I'll, you know, kind of. Uh, focus on those finer points more i i think as i'm thinking about it sitting here talking with you mm-hmm. um i think the reason I, i'm i'm really the more time i've spent behind a counter in a pipe shop i'm more and more hesitant to overwhelm the new pipe smoker yeah. with too much information but and too many like tips and finer point like the new pipe smoker is already completely overwhelmed like i I think a lot of people don't appreciate that fully like you know you mean i've got to have all these tools and learning how to do this thing and um how am i going to carry all this crap and you know (laughs) what do you mean about the tobacco being like giving you tongue bite and I have to relight the pipe over and over and like, what do you mean that like, you know, bent pipe smoke like this and straight pipe smoke like this. And, you know, before you know it, it's just like, you know, all they wanted to do is just, you know, read C.S. Lewis and sit on their porch, you know, (laughs) bent pipe, billiard, bulldog, bull. I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm out, dude. I'm going back to cigarettes, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm chewing tobacco. So I, I, I really, I'm very hesitant. I'm I'm very hesitant to overwhelm the new pipe smoker. I really am. Yeah. Um, you well, know those folks like, oh, you got to use this kind of lighter, these kind of matches, or oh, well, are your matches sulfur free, or are you know are you smoking it? I I mean, just let's let's just let's just back up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can I can tell you right now, if I go to IKEA and I see a furniture piece that's got an assembly booklet that's 18 pages long with 712 steps, I'm like, oh, I ain't buying it. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know. Uh, all not going to happen. Yeah, all those big Lego things that they sell at the Lego store now where it says, you know, you know steps, 1,248 hours to assemble, 23. No, I'll just look yeah. at it in the window and, and wave at it, you know. I think, I think you know, you, you can, if you've been in retail long enough, you can size up a new customer pretty pretty mm-hmm. quickly, you know. And, and if you're like me and are super codependent and your internal world depend, you know, is completely dependent on someone else's <laughs> happiness, you know, <laughs> like you can kind of pick out pretty quickly, like where they are and like how interested in this they are. And if they really want to, like, are they really asking questions about the finer points of this thing right. or do they really just want to smoke something that, you know, their wife's going to let them go on the porch, you know, one night a week. Um, they want it to smell good to make their friends impressed and 
you know, what pairs well with the, you know, high sugar bourbon, <laughs> you know, I mean, or wh- whatever it is. I don't right. know. I mean, I, you know, you just, you just got, you, so you kind of size them up and meet them where they're at and, um, and, and help them, you know, kind of, kind of let them lead the conversation, at least to the point of, you know, figuring out like what they're really interested in, how deep down the rabbit hole they really want to go. Um, you know, and, and so, and we see a lot of those guys that enter in on the surface and, you know, eventually they're the ones that are super particular about, well, I only put Burleys in this pipe and, um, you know, I used to smoke aromatics, but I don't, hadn't touched them in years. I only smoke English blends and gosh, they've got to be an English blend that has a, you know, high red Virginia content and, you know, off, off to the races we go. So do you have any of your uh, old timers that have been smoking a pipe you know, for 112 years that still come in and want to buy a pipe and then wipe a little bit of honey in it or soak it in, oh, yeah. in rum or, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. I, I, the, some of the most fun I have with those guys are when they come in and they overhear me talking to a new pipe smoker. <laughs> I love, I love this. I love this because the new, the old guys will come in and they are the, like, you know, they're, they're buying so much like Lane One Q or BCA that they they must they've got to be eating it right or right. reselling it or something. They've been buying so much of it, but they'll overhear me talking, you know, kind of coaching a new pipe smoker about loading their pipe up or tamping it or you know uh, you know the lighting process. You know, well you do the false light and then you tamp it and relight. And <laughs> I've had these old codgers, you know, they have just laughed because they're like, "Son, you just stick." get in your mouth and just just you just light it up and smoke it and if it goes out you light it up again you know (laughs) tamper tamper that's what you got a thumb for (laughs) that's what that's what he got a thumb for man it's like and you know a lot of these guys are folks that work in the field or you know they're plumbers or you know they got real jobs they they use their hands you know and so they're their the fingers are all calloused up anyway. You know, yeah. they don't need a tamper, you know. <laughs> but but it's, yet um, when they when they buy a brand funny. new when they buy a brand new pipe, they make sure and go home and get their peach brandy and rub down the inside of the bowl with it. And... Man, I've got some of these jokers, they don't just rub it inside the bowl, they'll soak the pipe in it the is. stuff. <laughs> I've seen I've I've got this guy, he he will buy cheap rum. I don't know what brand it is. It's some kind of rum. And he just swears like, yeah, you just put the whole pipe down in there. You just put the rum in a bottle in in, in a jar and then you put the whole pipe down in there. You just let it sit for about three hours. Okay. (laughs) What are you talking about, man? But Hey, he keeps coming back and, you know, he's a good customer. (laughs) He's got got a jar full of pipes and rum, but (laughs) whatever, bro. What he did, what he didn't tell you is he likes a little pipe flavoring in his rum. (laughs) In his rum. (laughs) That sounds disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know that nicotine rum. Yeah. Mm, (laughs) I hope he cleans the ash out before he does that. Um, Yeah. What's coming up at the uh, at the Country Squire for uh, International Pipe Smoking Day, which by the time this comes out will be about f- two weeks away, so get ready. Yeah, I know, man, that's that's right. Yeah, so we always, every year for IPSD, have a big promotion and uh, are excited about that. We'll be doing, um, we are recording a, earlier than this, and so we haven't yeah. finalized all the details yet. But as this comes out, as the show airs, our, uh, our IPSD promotion will be in full swing, so... Uh, go to our website, check it out, thecountrysquireonline.com. We typically uh, historically have done a heavy discount on pipes and our house blend tobaccos as well. And so yeah. um, anyway, check that out. But yeah, it's always, you know, it, IPSD is great for the pipe smoking community. I love it. Pete, you see all the energy about, 
you know, folks hoisting their pipes up on, you know, 220 and, and making a big deal about it. But I tell you, for the retailer in, in our part of the world, it is such a blessing, man, because February sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and we just get to count on it. It is so it's it's so great to have all those pipe enthusiasts that are that are fired up at that time of year. And so um man, we're we're always looking forward to IPSD and hanging our hat on another uh, another good season. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, and I know people are going to ask, and I'm not going to be able to talk to you for another couple of months. Um, We're not pregnant. No, no, I wasn't worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, guys, you guys survived the first time you've been on the show, so I figured you were good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, th- this this first week in uh, March coming up here will be one year since the uh, since the recording and the in the grand wow. pilgrimage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any idea of Man, doing? That's hard the, to believe. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And, and any idea, work. any chances of doing another grand pilgrimage event? Ah, uh, not this year. <laughs> <laughs> or at least, at least not for that, uh, not for that time period, man. I, I've been, um, almost begged by, uh, some people to, to do something again like that at the shop. And we love have we still have lots of pilgrims come through, uh, visiting from all over the world and are so honored by that. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's so funny. Um, yeah, I just, I, I can't in the, in the near, near future, short-term future, I, I don't see, uh, man, don't see a, a big event like that again. We always welcome folks to come to the Squire, but that, that was one for the ages, man. I will never, ever forget that. What would, um, what that, would happen? 500th episode. It was, it was really special. Yeah. What would happen if a whole flock of us pipe smokers just randomly started marching on Jackson, Mississippi, say March 1st, 2nd of that, of uh, this uh, upcoming one. And all of a sudden <laughs> you'd be like, uh, Quinn, go get them folding chairs out the storage room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, I mean, if that happened, we would just have a, we'd just have a ball, man. We'd have a big old time and it would be, and it'd be great. And I'd try to order a whole bunch of pizzas and we'd just, we'd make it work, you know, but <laughs> just block off the parking lot and have a tailgate. <laughs> That's it, man. We, I don't know. Well, and by that time of year, you know, it'd be crawfish season. So we could have a, we could have some good, uh, some good, a good crawfish boil going. And, um, I don't know, maybe, you know play some beer pong or something be fun man <laughs> i'm not inciting anything because i can't participate this year but uh uh before you go um uh, one last thing occurred momentously uh recently yeah. to us recording this and i thought you know what maybe it'd be a good chance for you to reflect on what it means and and how and how and how traumatic it is for me that you have turned 40 years old four zero four zero man i yeah. just just clocked it that's right um, it feels, it, this one hits different for 40 hits different, you yeah. know, it, it really does. It's, um, uh, it's sobering. Um, you know, we used to say it's over the hill and it, it still kind of is, you know, um, people are like, ah, that's 50 now, but nah, people aren't, not, not everybody's living to a hundred, you know? So it's, yeah, it, it's, it's sobering, man. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of things you, you start thinking like, oh, I thought, you know, I was going to accomplish this in my thirties or this in my thirties. And, you know, your thirties are gone, man. You're, you're 40 now. And, um, you know, you're an old man, you start feeling it in your back and, you know, you wake up at night more to go to the bathroom and (laughs) (laughs) kind of different, man. So, um, yeah, we're getting used to it, but my wife threw me an awesome, uh, surprise party, uh, for that. It was really sweet. She, um, 
she actually rented our, our old house that we started our family in. Um, she is now an Airbnb. <laughs> and she, and she, she rented the house. And, you know, Airbnb has a no party policy. Like you can't have parties in an Airbnb. Right. Well, we just happen to be acquaintances with the person that owns this house. And, um, and so she called this lady up and was like, look, this is what's going on. I want to throw my husband a surprise party. We used to live here. Can you make an exception for this whole part? No party thing, man. They were like, dude, you just, you blow it out, man. It's going to be, you know, it'd be, we'd be honored. So they were really gracious with that. And, um, man, it was, it was a lot of fun. We, um, went over there and, and did that. So, um, yeah, man, 40, it's, it's 40, it's good, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it one hits a little different, you know? <laughs> well, all, all I can tell you is that, um, the, uh, it seems like life expectancy is higher for those people that are maybe a little closer to the earth and a little shorter of legs. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't want to say this planet's halfway done with you now. So you, you got a little bit more to go till, till halfway. Well, and I smoke a pipe and therefore I'll probably live longer because we know pipe smokers live longer. So. Yeah, or or you got the beard and the hair, and God will go. We can't have him in heaven. He looks too much like Jesus. We already got one of those up here. Yeah, yeah he doesn't need a stunt double, especially a midget-sized one. Oh my God, no! Right? Oh, that's so uh, terrible. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I just went there, but I did. Uh, I love it. I yeah. Love it. So uh, follow John David Cole on whatever he's doing. I don't know. I don't care. And uh, it's all. It's, I'm out there. Yeah. Come find me. Yeah. It's always good to see you. Good to hang out with you. You too, bro. Are you? Are, are you going to? You'll. I'll, I'll see you in Chicago. Obviously, yeah. I'm assuming you're going there. And yeah. um, I, I don't guess you're going. You know, they moved the cigar and pipe convention, the PCA. They moved it to March this year. I don't guess you'll be going to that. You're those days no. for you are probably probably long over, huh? But, uh, I'm um, I'm pretty anchored down, getting settled into the house and getting stuff done here and stopping the bleeding from all the money yeah, going out. That's right. <laughs> And uh, of course, Mule Town is coming up pretty soon too. So I, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll bump into you there. I don't know. You look, a, it looks a little skeptical. I don't know. You got a lot on your plate right now. So yeah, I gotta prioritize whatever, whatever the whatever the the lady of the house says. Well, hopefully, <laughs> so. I, hopefully, I didn't just get you in trouble. But anyway, <laughs> I can always edit that part out. So <laughs> that'll just be one big long beep. That's right. That's right. Man, I had fun. Thanks for having me. And we'll be back in just a minute. For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mila Folge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Always fun to hang out with uh, John David and fun to fun to end the recordings of North Carolina with him there. So, and I can hear the difference in the room, too. This room sounds a little deader to me. But anyway, all right, for music, 
So when you're married, you get exposed to music that you normally wouldn't. And uh, country music is not one of my things, but there are a couple of country performers that I've been exposed to that I actually enjoy some of their songs, not all of them. Uh, but this morning we woke up to the news of Toby Keith passing away, and he was one of the two or three country guys that, you know, I like I, I like a handful of their songs. And uh, this one that we're going to play is called As Good As I Once Was, and I often quote that because... Uh, uh, well, you'll have to listen to the lyric, but especially after moving, you realize, boy, you just can't, <laughs> you know, I'm not as good as I once was. So here's Toby Keith. She said, I've seen you in here before. I said, I've been here a time or two. She said, hello, my name is Bobby Joe. Meet my twin sister Betty Lou And we're both feeling kind of wild tonight You're the only cowboy in this place And if you're up for a rodeo I'll put a big Texas smile on your face I said, girls, I ain't as good as I once was I got a few years on me now but there was a time back in my prime when I could really lay it down. And if you need some love tonight, then I might have just enough. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Still hang out with my best friend Dave I've known him since we were kids at school Last night he had a few shots Got in a tight spot Hustling a game of pool With a couple of redneck boys One great big bad biker man I heard David yell across the room Hey buddy, how about a helping hand? I said, Dave, I ain't as good as I once was. My, how the years have flown. But there was a time back in my prime when I could really hold my own. If you wanna fight tonight, guess those boys don't look all that tough. Good once as I ever was. I used to be hell on wheels back when I was a younger man. Now my body says that you can't do this, boy. But my pride says, oh, yes, you can. I ain't as good as I once was. That's just the cold hard truth <laughs> I still throw a few back Talk a little smack When I'm feeling bulletproof So don't double dog dare me now Cause I'd have to call your bluff I ain't as good as 
I once was That I'm as good once as I ever was May not be good as I once was But I'm as good once as I ever was Toby passed away after a year and a half long battle with stomach cancer, so rest in peace. Mailbag comments or questions can be emailed directly to me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. That's B R I A N at pipesmagazine.com. Or post them on the Pipes Magazine radio show page at pipesmagazine.com. And we got uh, three weeks to get caught up on, so I'll do this kind of quick. Uh, going back uh, three weeks ago to the show with Johnny, uh, with Johnny Adams on, uh, Dino says, the discussion with Jeremy seems to have answered Sean's question well. However, I think a more in-depth examination of Oriental tobaccos, their origins and taste profiles would make an interesting segment for newer pipe smokers. As Steve Fallon and Tidbids do a nice business in vintage tobaccos, which often feature Oriental blends, it might help the novice or even the veteran smoker understand what they are possibly getting into. Uh, Jeremy's lament about the future availability of many of these tobacco crops makes it even more necessary to know what is out there. The conversation with Johnny, who is relatively new to the community, was an interesting view of the newer pipe enthusiast journey. He brings an eclectic background to his craft, and his pipes are quite colorful and inventive in design. Fly by Night was an inspired choice, great tune. I, too, am not a hoarder. I am, to be precise, an archivist. <laughs> Prayers and best wishes for your Florida relocation. Thanks for the fun show, Dino. Dino, you're welcome. We made it in one piece so far. Wife and I didn't kill each other. Uh, and then Casey Ghost says, uh, the Oriental tobaccos are something of a mystery to me. I think we could do with a primer on where they come from, how the effect, uh, how the effect they have on normal tobaccos we encounter, I hope they don't get caught up in the same kind of mess that killed Siri and Latakia. Johnny was a great guest who filled the airwaves with his natural charm and a very straightforward answer and a very straightforward answer answers to questions. He had to be a great guest on the show because he answered every question at length and with gusto. He is fairly new to pipe smoking and carving, and he seems to have a natural knack on pipe design. It would be nice if he could produce more pipes. Music was okay, I guess. Nope, not a hoarder, and I am in the act of drawing down my cellar. <laughs> Do you have time limit on on uh, on long on how long you live in any one house? You move almost as much as I did while I while I was growing up. Uh, let's see, uh, six and a half years in the last house. The house before that, thirteen years. The house before that, four years. This one, <laughs> this might be the last one. <laughs> Um, that's just how I'm feeling right now. Uh, and then, uh, JB Frady said, tremendous episode. I love how humble Johnny is. He is legit, legitimately an executive at a huge company whose name we all know, but he's not one to brag. I'd spill what I know, but it's not my place to do so. Um, having bought two of his pipes myself, what's fascinating and unique is that 
Holding a pipe by Johnny Adams is to have a peek into the lens through which he sees the world. They're quirky, colorful, multi-textured, and they always feature unorthodox lines. They're truly works of art, and I'd recommend snatching them up, as his name will only grow in stature from here on. Of that, I'm certain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's one of, the, you know, one of the fun things about finding newer pipe makers. Uh, and then uh, two weeks ago with Truett from uh, Smoking Pipes on Dino says... Thanks for an excellent description of the Bulldog and its variants. The familiar young person's pipe smoking experience that led to Truett's path to smoking pipes and his quick advancement made for a fascinating conversation. I enjoyed the behind-the-curtain view of smoking pipes and Truett's insights on the industry. Scott's choice of Galt McDermott's 1966 Coffee Cold was a wonderfully bluesy piano work by the composer of the music for Hair and many other movie, theater, and TV scores. It's been sampled by many. And I'll say I didn't know that. Uh, and then Dino also goes on to say, your Best Buy rant was right on point. I always ask best for whom. Thanks for an always entertaining show. The last from North Carolina. I hope the relocation was successful, Dino. Ah, uh, you're welcome, Dino. Uh, Casey Ghost says a good job in explaining the difference between a bulldog and the Rhodesian. Truett got a very early start smoking a pipe. I was somewhat shocked by his quick entry on the, to the smokingpipes.com team. I wonder if Chuck Stanion played a part in his hiring. He certainly, uh, he certainly has his college major that makes you question his part of the team, but he certainly has panned out for them. Unusual music choice, coffee cold, but it worked fairly well. Surprising, uh, surprising to me because I normally detest piano instrumentals. Uh, Best Buy dates seem to work a lot better upon things that are going to be consumed in a fairly short time frame. Milk and white bread seem to be uh, logical choices for this type of notice. Seems like your move went well. Hope you're enjoying. Uh, hope you enjoy being in Florida. Yeah, I'll enjoy it when we can get in the pool a little bit. Uh, and then what else do we have? As I'm skimming through. Uh, Simmer Down says, I enjoy reading his write-ups on various pipes on the site. His writing helps you examine the pipes more thoroughly and thoughtfully before making a purchase. He's good at his job. Looking forward to listening. Hope you got to listen. Uh, Arrow English said, I'd love to get Brian talking to Truett and Shane a little bit about fashion. Both of them seem to rock some high-end, for me, threads. <laughs> uh, it's only, yeah. My fashion is uh, more in comfort. <laughs> All right, and then going back to last week's show with, uh, with Steph Kane on, uh, Dino says, the discussion with Jeff about blocks was interesting, but as I only care about the finished product, it will have little impact on my future selection of pipes. Steph was a delightful guest, fun stories, and wonderful conversation. She is also quite a talented artist. I just love Pistol Pack and Mama, and I enjoyed... Pipe packing, Brian. No, Florida has problems. I'm shocked. Shocked. That's for another fun show. Thanks for another fun show, Dino. Yeah. Uh, and then Casey Ghost says uh, Jeff did a nice job of explaining how he picks up blocks, uh, how he picks blocks, and what he's looking for. Unfortunately, I kind of nodded off during his presentation uh, because I only look at the blocks in their finished state. I rely on the carvers of my pipes to do all the heavy lifting. 
Steph was an absolute delight on your show. She has a natural joie de vie that was kind of hard to not get caught up in. Uh, her artwork is also quite nice to look at too. <laughs> to look at too. I wouldn't mind her coming back on again. Wow. Uh, and then Casey Ghost says, Pistol Pack and Mama by Bing and the Andrew Sisters was most enjoyable. I lived in Florida in the 50s for three years in Key West. It was paradise on earth. <laughs> now, devoid of the huge Navy base they had there, it has become basically a tourist trap. And I always said about Florida, it was a very beautiful state as long as you were looking at the water. Ugliest sin otherwise. Where do you live? Yeah. Yeah. Middle of the state. All right. Again, comments, questions, email me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, do go on to Pipes Magazine and post your comments there. Ratings and reviews and all that. And uh, rant time's coming up next. We have arrived at 155. Missouri Meerschaum Company has been authentically crafting corncob pipes continually for 155 years. To celebrate, we're hosting a 155th anniversary celebration on Saturday, September 28, 2024. There will be ticketed working plant tours, an exhibit on the corncob pipe industry by Skillet Fork Pipe Museum, a live podcast of The Gray Woody Show, a smoking tent for your enjoyment, and so much more. The 155th anniversary celebration will be held in conjunction with downtown Washington's Fall Festival of the Arts and Crafts with food, beverages, live music, and over 100 vendors. Visit our Facebook page at Cool Smoking Pipes for fun event updates and more information. Missouri Meerschaum Company, since 1869. We have a problem. Uh, we copy. State the nature of your emergency, please. Houston, we're out of pipe tobacco up here. We copy. Stand by. The flight director recommends visiting tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site. You copy? Roger, Houston. Stand by. We're looking into it. Okay, we're on tin bids now. They have vintage and hard-to-find tobaccos, pipes, and accessories. Is that correct? Well, that's affirmative. That's tinbids.com. Okay, Houston, we've secured our tobacco. Now, how do we get it up here? Um, stand by. We're working on a solution. Visit TinBids.com, the pipe collector's auction site, and sign up for free today. We have liftoff. Pipes and tobacco is easy. Why? You pack up the pipes, you pack up the tobacco, you take it, you go, you're done. Boom. Moving with technology sucks. 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 And the reason I say that is because, you know, you got these uh, new monitor doorbells and then you can got your alarm system and then you got your cable company and your Wi-Fi routers and all that stuff. And then you got all the other things that come with your house that you've now got connected to Wi-Fi, which, by the way, our our stove is now connected to Wi-Fi, and there's an app for that. Uh, but it sucks because 
well, the companies tell you, oh, just pack up your cable stuff and pack up your thing and take it to your new house and set it up. What they don't tell you is that then you got to make sure that the line works and that the line has enough power and then you got to wait for tech to come out. And the, K- and the security company says, yeah, you just take the equipment and notify us of the new address. Well, then you got to take all the pieces down. You got to put them all together and put them back up and set them up and connect them all to the Wi-Fi that took three days to get set up correctly in the first place. And then you got to go through and you have to reauthorize everything on your Wi-Fi routers because you're in a whole new Wi-Fi network. So all, all that to say that about three days of my time was just typing in passwords and connecting things and hoping it would download. And still not everything is quite up to speed because it's oh so easy to travel and move all this technology and get it all working, right? Yeah, well, it's not. It's not that easy. Pipes and tobaccos, you just take them, you set them out, and boom, they're ready to go. Technology? No, you got to go in, you got to authorize it, log in, make sure the Wi-Fi network is strong enough and clear enough, and then make sure everything's updated. And then you got to figure out, especially with the alarm pieces, which piece went to what, and do all that back and forth. So, not that easy. Not, not, you know what, anything that they advertise that's easy, they're full of shit. Okay, there we go. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so uh, we're here in Florida. We're almost all settled into the house and uh, plans to have uh, work done inside the house uh, coming up. So that'll be more adventures. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you all for uh, patiently waiting and having pre-recorded shows. Thank you to John David for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. And Bom until next time. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy And I was like, do you know where I live now? I live in Orlando, Florida. I am an hour from the shark bite, the lightning strike, and the meth capitals of the world. 